0: Hello, I'm Roger Thomas. Welcome to Everyone Can Love Classical Music. In this series of podcasts, we hope to persuade more people to listen to classical music by making it less elitist, less snobbish and more accessible. For a full list of the podcasts we've produced in this series, please go to our website, www.everyonecanloveclassicalmusic.com. In this podcast, we're going to look at the life and works of Ludwig van Beethoven arguably the greatest composer ever. Greatest because, first of all, he composed a wide range of wonderful music, nine symphonies, five piano concertos, a violin concerto, an opera, choral works, sonatas, and outstanding string quartets and other chamber music. The greatest because Beethoven had a very difficult life and had to overcome many, many obstacles, as we shall see later. The greatest also because he changed music, Before Beethoven, we had Mozart, Haydn, etc. They composed lovely music, but it was pretty lightweight, easy to listen to, but not saying much. And then along comes Beethoven, who changed everything. Beethoven's music is more majestic, grander, more profound, darker, more serious, and it's much louder. This was a new type of music. Nothing like this had ever been heard before. That's not to say that Beethoven was incapable of producing beautiful music far, far from it. If there's one piece of music which says to you, take it easy, sit down, put your feet up and relax, surely it's this. that was the Moonlight Sonata. Beethoven was born in Bonn in Germany in 1770. He had a dreadful childhood, lacking all love and affection. His father was a drunk, his mother a complete misery, never known to laugh. However, we should be grateful that Beethoven's father taught him the violin, the viola, the horn and the harpsichord. He grew up to be an angry, slovenly, Irritable, arrogant, selfish man, with a filthy temper, he fell out with everyone. His love life was disastrous. He kept falling in love with beautiful, aristocratic ladies. He proposed to over a dozen of them, and they all turned him down. They knew he would be impossible to live with. As a result, he never married. And on top of this, in his late 20s, he started to become deaf. and By the time he was 40, he was completely deaf. What a terrible blow for a composer. Now let's listen to some of Beethoven's music. He's best known, I think, for his symphonies. He composed nine of them. One and two were fairly insubstantial. He found his voice with a third symphony. This symphony has been called the greatest single step in the evolution of classical music. Here's the opening. And now the heavenly slow movement. Beethoven showed early musical prowess, but he was never a child prodigy. When he was 17, he was sent to Vienna to improve his musical abilities. And that's where he stayed most of his life and where he composed most of his music. When he first came to Vienna, he was given lessons by both Mozart and Haydn, but wasn't terribly impressed by either. His mother and father both died young and Beethoven had to look after his family, his two brothers. He was a successful businessman and made money from his music, the first composer, really, to make a living out of his music, rather than relying on the patronage of the aristocracy and royalty. His fifth symphony is probably the most played symphony of all, certainly the best known. The opening motif of this symphony became a powerful symbol for the Allied forces in the Second World War. The motif corresponded, in Morse code, to the letter V for victory, made famous by Winston Churchill. Here's the rising finale of Beethoven's fifth symphony. time he was 30, he was established as a successful composer in Vienna, and he was making money. He kept meeting and proposing to attractive, sophisticated ladies, and they all turned him down flat. One said she did so because he was ugly and half crazy. He dressed very poorly. At one stage in Vienna, he was arrested by the police. They thought he was a tramp. And of course, his oncoming deafness was a real problem for him. In 1802, he left Vienna for Heiligestadt, a holiday retreat just outside Vienna. There he wrote a letter to his two brothers. It's called the Heiligestadt Testament. In it, he tells of his woes, his lack of a wife, his oncoming deafness. It's almost a suicide note. But on completion of the letter, Beethoven took a long hard look at himself and decided to carry on, because, of course, he had his music and it's fortunate for us that he did so because he then went on to compose his greatest music. His seventh symphony is generally regarded as the best symphony ever written. Here's the dramatic opening movement. sublime slow movement. followed by the dramatic conclusion to this great symphony. Ninth Symphony, The Choral, was the first symphony to combine an orchestra with soloists and a choir. Let's listen to the start of the first movement. bouncy schizo. famous Ode to Joy, the conclusion of this symphony. Beethoven's Symphonies number 3, 5, 7 and 9 are serious dramatic works. The even-numbered symphonies, the 4th, the 6th and the 8th, are much lighter in tone. The 6th is the best known, the Pastoral Symphony. Here are two excerpts from it. Beethoven wrote one opera, Fidelio, which tells the story of Leonora, who fights for the freedom of her husband, Florestan, in jail as a political prisoner. Here's an early part of the opera where Leonora talks of her aim to free her husband. At one stage in the opera, all the political prisoners are allowed to come out of their cells and witness fresh air and sunshine. Here's their famous chorus. Leonora succeeds in freeing Florestan from the prison and the opera ends in a joyous finale. Beethoven composed five piano concertos. The third, the fourth and the fifth are amongst the greatest piano concertos ever written. Here's the lovely slow movement from the third concerto. Now the lively final movement from Beethoven's third piano concerto. The best-known piano concerto is the fifth, The Emperor. Let's listen to extracts from the first movement, the second movement and the finale. Beethoven never came to England, but there are two English connections. The Royal Philharmonic Society commissioned Beethoven's Ninth Symphony, and in those days there was a famous London firm called Broadwood who'd made pianos. They gave Beethoven one of their pianos, and he used it to compose most of his work. Beethoven's Missa Solemnis is one of the greatest religious choral pieces ever written. It ranks alongside Mozart's Requiem and the Masses from Bach. Here's the opening kiri. the wonderful sanctus. Beethoven's ability to argue with anyone is evidenced in his dispute with his sister-in-law about the custody of her son Caspar, Beethoven's nephew. When Beethoven's brother died, he commenced a long series of judicial proceedings, the aim of which was to give custody of Caspar to Beethoven. Eventually, after many years, he succeeded. It didn't turn out well. Caspar was so unhappy with Beethoven, he attempted to commit suicide and he shot himself, but fortunately he didn't kill himself but they were never reconciled. Many believe that Beethoven's Violin Concerto is the greatest ever, certainly the longest, but it does face severe competition from Brahms, Tchaikovsky and Mendelssohn. Here's part of the opening movement of Beethoven's Violin Concerto. and now the slow movement Beethoven kept composing almost until his death, despite the fact that he was constantly ill and totally deaf. So deaf that the only way he could get an impression of the music he had written was to lie down amongst the players in the orchestra, press his ear to the floorboards and try and sense what was being played. By the end he was in a sad state, dishevelled, constantly angry and drinking prodigious amounts, several bottles of wine a day. He died in Vienna in 1827 at the age of 57. The Viennese gave him a glorious funeral, which is what he richly deserved. Thank you for listening to this podcast on Beethoven. I hope you enjoyed it. Our next podcast will be on the English composer
1: Edward Elgar. Many thanks and goodbye.